Oh, I got chills, and therefore now I'm I'm spooked. And oh, I saw that, but the camera didn't catch it. Oh, we're here at night when it's completely dark, and oh, I felt something touch me on the shoulder. We do not accept do not accept mail though. It's Twenty twenty two guys. All right, I'm kind of excited for this one, Zeke. Hey, everybody out there in the uh, in the world of uh, podcasts, this is LTG coming at you, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls. With PSS After Hours. So once again, we've got Rod sitting behind the camera. We've got Zeke back. Zeke's got some information he's going to be dropping on us. But before we start with that, we were kind of talking about something off, off camera. And one of the things that I kind of, I, I, I want to get across to everybody is that, look, all right, we are not, we are not trying to sell ourselves as ghost hunters or, or paranormal investigators because we're not. Now, look. Yes, I've taken my paranormal investigation classes, I have my parapsychology degree, and I've already started another class having to do with cryptozoologists because of what we talked about with cryptids and stuff. Man, I got some interesting info with all that. When when I get done with the course, I'm going to give you guys the, uh, he's got his monster he's looking at, so monster if you're out there for this guy. Sponsor me. Oh, and me too. I'll I'll tattoo it. Let's go. So, uh, but, but we just kind of want everybody to know that because it's, it's more than, more than anything, it's the way we want to look at it is not being derogatory towards the three of us, but we're looking at it as, no, nah, it's just three dumb guys yeah. that are X-cop, super interested. Mall cops. Right? Like, we're just super <clears throat> interested in it. But that being said, it doesn't mean we're not educated in it in some way, right? Like, we've done research, we've looked at stuff, and... Like I said, I've got those particular courses that I already have under my belt, and I'm going to be taking more just because it's something that interests me. Yeah. And I want to be able to have an intelligent conversation when we bring our paranormal investigators in for all the so people, that I can ask them. For all the people out there that are going to be watching these videos, he's an ex-cop. We're mall cops. We don't just sit here and bullshit. We do our research. Zeke has a paper right there with all his research that he did. <clears throat> I don't know when you did it. Right here, I have my research too. He does his research too. So, so and then it goes along with people are probably looking at, well, why are you buying all that equipment? Well, we buy the equipment for a couple of reasons. Because there are certain things that we're looking at where we're not, we're not looking at, we're not, we're not asking people to call us and say, we'll come to where you are and ghost hunt for you. And that's not what we're doing. And we're not going to be paranormal investigators for people. We're looking at stuff going, okay, if we have these places, we're going to go there with the show and just kind of take a look at it. Get the as, vibe. As, yeah. as three dumb guys with the equipment we have, because like I said, the classes I have under my, my belt, I know how to use the stuff. I know the basis behind it, blah, blah, blah. And, that's why we're doing it. More than anything, it's a super interesting topic to me, even though, as everybody knows, I'm a skeptic. Now, skeptic, I feel like I need to clarify this once again for people. Skeptic doesn't mean that I am not willing to believe that it's possible. I just think more often than not, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. As you right? should. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, that's just me. And that's, and maybe, maybe that's the jaded cop in me that doesn't believe everything I see. Because once again, we talked about it before, everybody lies to me when I was a cop. So I don't believe anything. So I, I feel so bad for my daughter, though, real quick. I feel so bad for my daughter because my ex-wife 
great lady. We have a great relationship. My ex-wife is a still a sergeant. Now, talk about somebody that's extremely intelligent. So she has her master's degree in forensic science, and so she's in, tar- in charge of the crime lab at the department she works for. But our daughter doesn't have a chance, right? She doesn't have a chance to bullshit or lie because she has her mom at home with her all the time, who's a cop, who doesn't believe shit. <laughs> and then she comes and stays with me, and she's tried to sell shit to me before to kind of do that mom against dad thing. And I just look at her and go, bullshit. <laughs> Kiddo, bullshit. <clears throat> and she'll just look at me and be like, and yeah, I go, <laughs> and yeah, and she'll kind of look down. And I go, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to call your mom. We're going to find out if you're telling me the truth. She's like, nope, Dad. Hey, I was just joking on that one. Um, you know what? Yeah, not, uh, no. not, Miss not, input. Not, Miss no. input. <laughs> yeah. Don't call mom whatever you do. And I'm like, you think I'm hard on you? Her mom is, her mom, her mom's done a great job raising her. So thank you, Christy. Her. Yeah. I mentioned that to you. The, yeah, the you name. did. You did. And, and, and also I would be remiss if I didn't state that also her new husband, Chad, phenomenal dude. I absolutely love that guy. If I ever heard anybody say anything bad about him, I'd be the first one to beat the hell out of him because yeah. <laughs> he's a great dude. He really is. But, but my point is once again, we're just a bunch of guys that enjoy this stuff. Yeah. And we thought that there was a certain little angle. Now let me point this out too. A lot of the stories we've talked about up to this point don't necessarily revolve around the security law enforcement realm. Reason being is we had a lot of other stuff come up in the meantime where we're like, oh, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. We still have all of those security and law enforcement stories sitting back here that we're going, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But we keep talking about stuff that's, you know, obviously the basis of the show is paranormal security stories after hours. So having to do with security, law enforcement, et cetera. But we keep looking at it going, but there's so much cool stuff, so much other cool stuff we can talk about other than all the stories we already have from people. So I think that for me, that's what's so exciting is there's such a, a wide range we can look at, even though our personal focus is this. Sorry, Allie is, uh, she's looking at uh, Rod, trying to get over to Rod because Rod's her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so she's growling at him and whining. So anyway, sorry. So Zeke, you got some stuff for us, man. Let's hear it and let's talk about it. All right. So um, I did say we're going to talk about the Cecil Hotel today. So just to dive in a little bit of the history of it. So it was open in December 20th, 1924. Um, so it's an old building. That's sure. coming up on 100 years, actually. So, right, right. Um, about two years before I was born. Yeah, right. No, exactly. <laughs> I figured one of you guys was going to go there, so I should go there already. But anyway, go <laughs> ahead. Self-roast. That's the best. Go um, and it, so it's in L.A., if anybody wondering. And uh, so when it was initially built, it it was owned by three different people. So it's William Banks, Hannah, Charles L. Dix, and Robert H. I think it's Schnapps or Shops or whatever the hell. And when it was first built all the way up until like the 40s it was roaring like it was it was the spot to go it was that fancy hotel that everybody wanted to go to all the famous people and whatnot would choose to stay there Mm -hmm. but in just just after the 40s the skid row started to develop so with skid row it's it was a constantly increasing homeless population at one point up to ten thousand in a four mile radius Wow. Like, that's a lot of homeless people. That's a lot of homeless, yeah, absolutely. And, like, you guys have all yeah. worked with the homeless people. Like, it's 
They're not all bad, but like 10,000 of them, there's about <laughs> yeah, 9,000 bad ones. There's going to be some bad ones. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Um, As with anything, right? And with that rise in Skid Row homeless population, there was a big reputation of violence, murder, suicide, drug use, prostitution, all within that area. Within the actual Cecil Hotel, it started to go downhill in where there was more overdoses, there was murder, drug activity. So that can that's drug deals, murders over drugs. Like all, There's lots of different violence that was in the hotel and on the premises. Where it used to be, you know, you come in, you pay for a night. Now they're like, all right, we'll give hourly wages. Yeah, right. We, you know, we'll give, we'll give, our, we'll give our hourly fees so that the prostitutes can come in. Right, right it's like, a safety fee. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> right, yeah, that, that's how bad that it got. And there was a first documented suicide on January 1st, or sorry, no, January 22nd, 1927. Uh, this was Percy Orman Cook. He was 52. He did shoot himself. And that was the first of many. There was a recorded total up to this day, I believe, to at least 13 suicides. Really? Um, so it's just constant. All in the hotel. All in the hotel. Within the rooms, corridors, like, uh, throughout. Huh. Um, but is it like so <clears throat> I never heard that? Like, I, I, obviously, I know the hotel from what we're going to get to in a minute, but I, I didn't know a lot about this background on it. Neither yeah. did I. Yeah, there, it's pretty but deep. is it like the suicides happening just one specific room, or is no? It, it, it's spread out. Um, on different. Rooms. I believe there was a couple that happened on a specific floor, but like it was, yeah. it was definitely spread out throughout the entire okay. hotel. And yeah, I, I I'm glad like, you brought that up because a lot of the experiences that people have, whether it's paranormal or weird is spread out throughout the entire hotel it's not one specific area but does it happen on like on a specific floor or is it's just throughout the entire, throughout the entire hotel okay. yeah entire the entire hotel okay and when hmm. i say that you'd be interested in some of the people that stayed there when i say famous i'm not saying good i'm saying infamous right. like richard ramirez actually stayed there and he was thought tell and everybody suspected. who he is so Richard Ramirez, if anybody doesn't know, is the Night Stalker. He was a very famous serial killer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, thir at least 13 people that he killed. Which that we know kind of, of, that he admitted yeah. to, or mm -hmm. that we could, they couldn't connect him to at the No time. relation to the suicides, because it's just 13. Sure. It was just, just so happened. Um, but yeah, at, at least 13. One. And yeah, at least 13. <laughs> he was Hispanic, wasn't he? Yeah. I didn't uh, I mean, no, I don't know. Ramirez doesn't I mean, sound Hispanic to me. Ramirez is that. Sounds like an Irish guy. Ramirez. Yeah, it sounds like Irish. Slicky Man's cool, Ramirez. What's your, <laughs> what's your mom's name? <laughs> Come on. I'm not. Yeah, I ain't going God. there, man. And you he was know. actually living there when he got caught. Um. Really? Yes. So. It, it, there's do, some history with there, and do it wasn't they know even, if he ever if he ever killed anybody in the hotel. Suspected there was, but not sure. But not sure, right? Because obviously possibly, he didn't dispose of the bodies there. He, if he did it, right. it might have happened there. But then he took them right. Somewhere. He could have, you know, killed them there and took them somewhere else. Right, right. right. Um, there wasn't just him to actually stay there too. There was an Austrian serial killer by the name of Jack. Sorry if I butcher this. Wuntwager. Wuntwager. Uh, he stayed in Cecil in 1991. Uh, he actually... Oh, wow, it was recently as 1991. Yes. And it was closed down just shortly after, and it just got bought over last year, and they're reopening it. Ooh. Ooh, it's yes. going to be interesting. Yes. So we might have to take a trip there. LA people, looks like we're taking a trip over there. Dude. 
Magali Seriously. Rodriguez. Magali Rodriguez, my TikTok girlfriend. I'll be over there soon. <laughs> See, dude, but seriously, right? Like, if it's reopening, I mean, if all this crap was happening I mean, and they're going to reopen it, and magic could go away if it is real, yeah. right? I'll even say that if it is real, the stuff's not just going to magically go away if all this stuff has kept occurring in the past. I mean, yeah, like I, I agree. Like, in there's actually lots of videos of like people because this is a very it's L.A. It's very popular. Yeah. So there's buildings and apartment buildings across the street. So there's plenty of videos of people in those apartment buildings that are taking videos and seeing curtains open in like uh, lights turn on and off. And the thing is, it's been closed down for, I want to say, 30 years before it got bought over. Like, really? Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> and looks uh, like we're going now, right? Like that, that stuff like that kind of just gets me and I go, all right, well, this is once again, like elevator lobby building those bricks right and that's where i actually wanted to make a point too with this story is that whole skid row situation homeless population that's the same point that we had the other day talking about the grand hall Union yeah Pacific yeah Road. yeah like that it, it, it kind of that's the one of those dots that are connected with it like interesting because if you really think about it if some homeless dude ods in front of like in the front door or in the bathroom it's not going to be in the news. It's not going to be like it's not going to be. A no, of course record. not. Nobody's ever going to know about yeah. it. We're going to be the only ones that know. Cops yeah. are going to be the only Suicides, ones. Suicides, murders—that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. But an overdose. How many overdoses come through on a yearly basis? Would you say? Oh, good hell! I know when I was there, there were at least two in just the time I just on the shifts I worked in the in the six month period I was there before I moved. There in were at two least where they two died. where they died in the stairwells. Right. I've had and it at was least 15 actually, where they didn't die. Oddly but. enough, in the stairwells of the North Garage. Hmm. So I, I didn't bring up last time we talked about it because I just, we're talking about the lady with long black hair, blah, 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 but whatever. But but yeah, just two that I dealt, that, that I knew about on my shift in the time that I was there in the stairwells in the North Garage. Right. So very, like, very interesting. I definitely wanted, I saw that when I was doing the research and I was like, that we made that point like that, that's yeah. some dots that are connecting yeah um the st main story where everybody heard about the cecil hotel was actually is this girl named eliza lamb now her story starts where it's a security camera footage where she's walking in an elevator pushing random buttons acting erratic walking in and out almost like someone's following her like she keeps ducking her head and like going around and oh that blue light turned off and it messed with me i was like what the heck <laughs> Thought I was having an aneurysm or something. Keep talking, <laughs> um, because I'll, uh, I'll get it set up. And uh, she was acting very erratic, and she just disappears. And I think this is ringing <laughs> some bells for some people now, but it, it, this is that story where the girl just disappears. What was the date on this? Oh, I didn't even write that down. I should have, but I want to say it was... After 2010, what? No. So she disappeared, and... Nobody can find her, and then one day, I want to say a maintenance worker found her in the water tank on the roof. On the roof. Now, that's where it was really, really, like, mysterious because there's no way she could have got up there. She was a really small, petite mm -hmm. woman. Like, I want to say she was only, like, 20-something years old. Like, mm -hmm. she was she was tiny. She disappeared in January 31st, 2013. Oh, I was uh, off by a couple years. A couple but years, but you're close. There was. She was 21 years old. Okay, so yeah, so she was, she was she was a young woman and she just disappeared. And where how you get in these water tanks? Like you, generally workers only get up there because you have to have like keys. Like yeah, because yeah. they're locked. They're locked. It's on yeah. a roof. Like 
goes back to that security experience, yep. the, those doors are locked. Yep. For you know to prevent, prevent suicides and whatnot. She got up there and her body was in that tank. Now, how she got there, like that's where it's really in my personal experience of seeing like all these different like murder cases coming up and like doing my own research on it on my own behalf it's very suspicious because the way she's acting her mannerisms like it seems like someone's following her and the fact that where her body was found that there's some foul play in it but it could you know going about it different standpoint could be something with the paranormal just because Again, well, how it, could they get up there? And because, it's still unknown, by the way, to this day. And there's the other thing, though, is that nobody else is seen in the videos of her. It's her acting erratic, right. but it, you never see anybody follow her into the elevator or when she gets out and the last one of her getting out and walking away, you never see anybody following her. You never see any of that. So that makes it kind of interesting. Very. Like, really does. I mean... I mean, okay, granted, my personal, my, my own really personal feelings is that, yeah, some wacko probably killed her and dumped her up there. Right, right. right? Pretty and, much. He, and he was following That's her. But, he, just, but he was just never on camera. So what I right. just read, it says accidental drowning. Right. See, that's the thing. Like, but but, but there's, a, there's a point that goes along with that. How would you accidentally get onto a roof and jump into a water tank? Now, there's some theories that she had some mental issues that she was dealing with, and so why not jump off the, the roof? Yeah, right. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not gonna go and try to unlock and climb into a water tower that you have to have clearly a ladder to even get up there to right. do it, just to commit and suicide, jump in there just to commit suicide and drown instead of why don't you just jump off the flute that yeah the, the roof because right. then it's quick and you're already up there that's yeah the thing is that's where that's where i find it suspicious yeah of course absolutely yeah there's a lot of suspicious stuff about right it, right, you know? right i just look at it and think that once again even though it's suspicious and it is a very interesting one i look at and i and the first thing i think is that yeah somebody killed her Right, like right. I don't think it's somebody a had to. I don't think it's a paranormal thing, or maybe she did, and I don't want to disparage the dead, but maybe she did have mental issues, and because you know we've all dealt with a lot of a lot of people that have mental issues, whether yes. it's the homeless or other people that I dealt with when I was working in multi million dollar homes. Every people have mental issues mm -hmm. in a lot where of these go. places, no matter where you go and who you deal with, and they all react very differently. Right, so who knows on this one, right? I, I don't know if somebody killed her or if she just decided. Could be I don't anything, know. honestly. Yeah, I mean, really, but 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 knowing the history about it, and once again, we talk about those building blocks of trying to start building cases about places. Knowing the history of the place, knowing who had stayed there, the possibility that somebody had killed people in there, and uh, talking about Ramirez might possibly kill people there and then dispose of their body somewhere else. It, it opens a possibility for vengeful spirits right. if we want to go that route with sure. it. That, that, like, and, I, and especially when there's evidence of curtains opening, closing, lights turning on and off. Like When it's closed, that's where it's okay. But, like, but, okay, the, yeah. the curtains, I get it. The light, it's an old hotel. Yeah, it's I mean, building. I wouldn't think that the power would even be on. Right. Because somebody's got to pay that power bill, and why would you pay a power bill if the if the place is closed? But I, mean, I do think that it might be a little different because it was marked a historic building. Nah, good point. Very good point. If that's yeah, that's a very good point. So, 
It's an old building. Maybe. It's going to have people working in it. Exactly. People working in it, possibly right. homeless breaking in, yeah. you know, trying to get to a spot just to, just to be warm. Like, Kids breaking in just to check the place out. I mean, so. There's different options with it. Like, yeah. 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 So we're not, we're definitely not all, we're all in agreement. We're not going, well, yeah, just because the apartment yeah. buildings across from it saw curtains open and closed and lights turned on. That's definitely paranormal. Yeah. That's what no, I'm we're to say. Being, like, we're being kind of logical, logical it. about it and yeah. saying there's a lot of reasons it could be. But once again, there's still a possibility. Yes. We start talking about building those blocks. We talk about all the suicides that occurred there. We talk about the killers that have stayed there. We have talked about this particular girl in 2013. And then you start looking at it going, well, it's very possible. There's something happening. I, I really think it is just, again, that whole vengeful spirit aspect of it is, you know, you get murked. I'm, you're not going to be very happy about it. But like, sure. In with. Again, I, 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 my hope, my discerning factor with this is that Skid Row homeless population. Right. Like, in my experience with the homeless population, they're very angry. So, like, if they die because they overdosed, I'd be pretty pissed. So, like, in oh. that's how I look at it, that standpoint. But that's my discerning factor is that Skid Row because there could be so many more deaths there that we don't know. If it's just undocumented. All right. Let me let me let me pivot on something that you just said then. If we're saying something is a vengeful spirit, are you now saying that it can, are your beliefs, and once again, I'm just asking, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to jump on you and start an argument. I'm just truly wondering, and you're, I want to know your opinion too, Rod, if, let's say, let's say that is true. It's somebody that, you know, killed themselves or whatever else occurred with them, and they are angry about what occurred to them. Are you saying that, do you think that the vengeful spirit can act out in such a way that they can harm a physical being? That's a good question. It really is. I, I don't necessarily think so because why can one do it and one not? And like the idea of a ghost is there are some that are just here to observe. There are some that are vengeful. That it, it doesn't make sense in my idea. Like it, it's just a... It's not a physical force. It's more of a, you know, we'll just go with the route of spiritual, for lack of better words. Like, mm -hmm. it's a spiritual force. So, knocking something off the table, maybe it has to cause some enough energy to do it. But to actually harm a physical human being, and I'm, so, I'm talking to the point of death right. and stuff like that, right. I don't think it would be possible. See, I agree. Bites and scratches, possible, because it's just small, minor contact. Right. Like, it's not... I'm taking your life force away from you or I'm causing you to your heart to stop or whatever. Right. Like, right. And, 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 and it's, it's interesting because that, that's kind of the same way I look at it. And, and, and personally, like I said, I know you've had your experience with the bites and the scratches and stuff, but still at the same time I look at it and I say, say, well, okay, maybe it's possible, but to me it doesn't seem probable if, I don't know. It, it just, it, it delves into a whole different realm. And I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we have enough time to even start on that one and my particular feelings on it with, because then you get into the realm of, okay, well, what what is a ghost then? What's it made of? Right now, I've talked. I, I, I talked with. Uh, I talked with actually Brad's son and his and his girlfriend. Brad's son's girlfriend. And we sat here and had a little round table about stuff and kind of idea that they looked at and, and I can buy it somewhat is that 
right? Energy can't be destroyed or created, right? Correct. So if we are in our core some type of a, a being of energy, if you die, it's got to go somewhere. That I, I believe that as well because there are scientifical right? aspects of that. When you die, there is micrograms that are released. Like. Right. So 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 you got your, your energy, whether it's a spirit or whether it's going to heaven or hell or whatever you look at, the energy has to go somewhere. I just personally don't think that that can, energy can be focused. Because here, but here's the other thing is that it's not 100% proven that that's true. True. It's not 100% proven that when we die, I mean, it, you, look at it, you look at it scientifically, and yes, if we're made of energy, the energy has to go somewhere. It has to, right? It has to. But it hasn't been scientifically proven, right, that, that we are energy. And then also this is where it kind of, and I don't want to go too off to far off topic because this will bring up a different one we're going to talk about. But when we talk about all of these, you know, ghost hunting tools that they have, Who's to say that they can only, I mean, why? Who, who brought up the fact that they're going to be able to respond off of an AM, FM frequency, right? Who says that they're going to be some type of electromagnetic force that they can affect an EMF reader? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no, I understand the ideas behind it and the reasoning why people do it, but who said that this is the proper way to even judge if they are there or not? Yeah, no, I get you. You like, know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not possible. Right. Because it is. I'm sure it's possible. But who are we saying? It's not a for we, sure. Yeah. Thing. How do we right. know? It's not. How do we know that that is going to read that them if they're there and if they can react with the environment in such a way that it's going to affect that other than just somebody going, well, I just think that this is the way it should happen. And so we're going to build this machine that's going to read AM, FM radio stations, and then we'll just cycle through. And if we hear something, then that's them responding to us. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I mean, because there's no, there's no true solid evidence. And that's my whole right issue with this. You get a good point. Right? Like, mm -hmm. and there, look, here's the thing. We talked about this off air just a couple of seconds ago. And I truly, I true, even though I'm a skeptic, if this realm of paranormal investigation and everything wants to be taken seriously in my point of view, there's got to be a lot more scientific stuff looked at with it. Not just Believe. every damn ghost hunter show on TV and just because they have a machine like that or they have their IR net they throw up on the wall. and it, That doesn't just immediately prove that that can actually read a ghost. I mean, who the hell knows what it's reading? I mean, it's, it, it might be just picking out eight points that look like a human, right? Like, so I think you guys kind of understand what I'm saying, but I, I, if, this, if this is a field, and I truly, I, like, I'm a skeptic, but I would like to believe that this stuff is possible and it happens, there's gotta be, there has to be a more scientific way to figure this stuff out. That, that's, that's my whole point. Going to a place... Why is it always at night with the lights turned off and to make it as spooky as possible, right? Look, a ghost isn't going to react to me if the lights are on. Are you shitting me? If that's the truth, come on. You just completely lost me. You completely lost me. And we kind of agree on that, right. Zeke, because those shows, a lot of them, and I get it because I, now I have my own personal v beliefs. Somebody came to us and said, we want you to do a show. 
be like, well, shit ain't going to happen, so nobody's going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to just randomly say, oh, I felt chills and I saw something that the camera didn't happen to catch. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that because it's not me. All right. We got two minutes. But do you guys kind of see what I'm saying with that? Like, no, I, I, want it, I, want, yeah. I want the field of study to be taken seriously because I'm a skeptic, like we said, but I, I, I'm really sitting over here going... I'm calling bullshit on you guys because I don't think it is scientific the way you're doing things. If you want to do it scientifically, then let's figure out how to do it so that we can come with some definitive answers, not just, oh, I got chills and therefore now I'm, I'm spooked and, oh, I saw that, but the camera didn't catch it. Oh, we're here at night when it's completely dark and, oh, I felt somebody touch me on the shoulder. That's Nobody what I don't can get, prove like, any of that shit. Most shows are like, oh, yeah, I see somebody over there, but the camera didn't catch it. Like, right. Exactly my point, right? So Camera shooting 4K. Yeah. Come on. Right? Like, come on, man. And, and, and then a lot of the times they have the camera set up in such a way that it just happens to not catch what happened right off camera. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, man. Like, I, 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 I want it to be taken seriously. I really and, do. And this is one big important thing that we're going to clarify right now, like, we're going to go to on location to places. If nothing happens there, nothing happens nothing there. Happens. And we're going to show it on camera. Yeah, nothing happens. We're going to make sure everything else is covered up. Everything, everything, everything. No matter what it is, even to the smallest noise. Yeah. We're going to make sure it's covered up. We're going to make sure that you guys are able to see it and see that we're not faking it. Yeah. Because you know? we're not, we don't have a reason to fake stuff like this. It's basically doing the show at a remote place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically us sitting here, but we're going to be somewhere that is supposedly haunted, yeah. and we're going to roll with the show. And if stuff occurs around us, and if we could catch it on camera, because we don't just have access to the couple of the cameras we have right here. Like I said, we have the drones, we have everything else. We have the other equipment that Brad has access to, to where we're actually going to look at it and go, all right, if we're sitting here and we hear it a loud crash or something, and then Brad's sitting behind the camera. He's looking at me, and he's got all this stuff set up. He looks at me, and he's like, I have no idea. Then it's like, all right. And, you know, the show's done, and we're You know, out. like, we got we to gotta go, you know? like Right? Like, you know what I'm saying, right? But uh, so, so I think we're kind of all on the same page with that. But anyway. Thumbs up. I'll shut up. Uh, Zeke, kind of give him a preview of what we're going to talk about next. Give him a little cliff, cliffhanger again, and then... Uh, Rod can do his thing, I'll do our thing, and we'll be off. All right. Well, uh, this next one I want to talk about, it'll definitely take you guys uh, for a little twirl. Huh. Um, Rod knows a little bit about the topic, so, you know, it'll be a little interesting. <laughs> I woke up to it. <laughs> I woke right. up to it. Um, Marilyn Monroe, was wow. it a suicide? We don't know. <laughs> That's what I got with it right now. It's a couple right. of the, you know, that whole Freedom of Information Act where we said that it's a... Uh, the government released a lot of declassified documents. So it goes along those lines, except for this document is not declassified. It is still technically classified. Interesting. Interesting. This one, I told, I told Zeke not to tell me anything about it other than this little brief preview because I want him to come at me and I want to, I want to just kind of respond as organically as possible. Yeah, I, I only saw like two minutes of the video mm-hmm. and I was done with it because I was like, I need to get ready. Right. So, uh, Rod, drop yeah. the knowledge. Where can they all get right, a hold guys. of us? Well, first of all, like, subscribe, share, comment, whatever you guys want to do. You want to talk shit about me, talk shit about Z, <laughs> about LT. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just don't talk shit about Brad. Yeah, that's a yeah. bad idea. I don't recommend it. 
Anyways, <laughs> thank you for being here, guys. Uh, follow us on Facebook, PSS After Hours. On Instagram, PSS After Hours. Where can this in those mail to? So send your send any of your emails, your stories, any any ideas or any anything that you just want to tell us. If you don't want to leave it in the comment section, yeah, shoot us an email at paranormalafterhours at gmail.com. We do not accept do not accept mail though. It's 2022 guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, email. Yeah, emails. Emails. Electronic. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you.